produce something that's quality and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I find myself like, even on like on calls while I was talking to someone last week and I was like, yeah, and I'm doing a, uh, podcast now. Like everybody needs a podcast and like kind of making a joke about it right away. And it's like, I gotta stop doing that yeah. and just be confident at what you do and just be like, you know what I am doing this. And that's just, you know, no, no reason to, to joke about it or, or, or downplay it or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I think that's something that there's a level of confidence that people have, um, in the startup world too, where you're just like, Oh no, I'm just doing another email app or whatever it is. And you're just like, well, you know, you're doing it for a reason. So be confident about it and kind of, you know, it's funny because in my, it's funny that you talk about that with the whole confidence thing, because in my, um, I teach an entrepreneurship class and first day I always tell them all of this confidence you're seeing on the stage, pitching, the panels, all it's all fake. And I know this for a fact because I coach one-on-one or these people come to me one-on-one for assistance or help. And we talk about those vulnerabilities. And so I was telling you, it, the whole fake it till you make it, it's true. But even once you make it, you have imposter syndrome. So you just continue to fake it. And the, mm-hmm. the, the confidence, I mean, you, you know you can do it. I think it's more about um, not you doubting what you do, you can do and what you're capable of. It's what other people think about what you're doing that concerns people more. And so they're really shy about sharing stuff. I actually said something about that this week um, about podcasts and how people on podcasts don't promote it that they were on podcasts because they don't want people going, who you think you are? <laughs> you know, what you doing on the pie? <laughs> they don't want that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's even worth if you start your own. Exactly. It, yeah. Uh, start your own anything. And, and Business, it, podcast, email list. I mean, people are going to judge. You got to mm-hmm. be okay with that. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is like your own personality type, which is like, I would be I would be judgy about stuff myself. Mm-hmm. So like I would just hear myself being saying that to somebody Man, else, and you're just like, I'm the biggest. You, you grow up, and you. Oh my you, gosh, <laughs> I'm the biggest critic of myself, and I grew up in a very critical environment. My mom has jokes about everybody and everything, like, and so that's embedding you to be critical of yourself and everything around you too. But I've learned, you know, I'm older now, so I've learned to extend grace to myself and to other people. Cause I always say people are complex. That's, that's, the, that's the, the, the one sentence that anyone who knows me has heard over and over and over again. Well, why isn't my family supporting me? And, you know, I posted this on LinkedIn and none of my friends like it. Or, you know, none of my family, you know, like it or comment or anything. I'm like, people are complex. Yeah, it is. And extending grace is a very nice way mm-hmm. of saying it. I think that's very important. And it's also, it, it's funny because um, Jane chided me one time because she was being very nice to me and I was like trying to downplay what it was because it wasn't very hard. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, Jane, let's. You, you're being too nice here. She just said, just take the compliment. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'll, that's a good note. I will take the compliment because <laughs> there are sometimes when you're just, it's, 
the, the person's being nice, just say thank you and move on. Don't try to b- pretend like, you know, it wasn't a big deal, even if it wasn't a big deal or whatever. Just say yes. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. On. Thanks. Like yeah. I've had. Yeah. And so here, here's the thing. That's so true, Adam. And I think especially when people meet me because of who I've had to become in order to be an entrepreneur, because this wasn't my normal day to day. Right. Like I had to become this person so that people knew what was on the inside. If you don't, as an entrepreneur, you can't raise money, you can't get customers, you can't hire, you can't do anything. You know, you have to because I had to do everything from scratch. So I, I, I tell people, you know, like practice what you're going to say. Like I literally have an Evernote. Or, and back when I had an iPhone, I had Evernote. Before I had Evernote, um, I used to keep it in the, in the note section where I would say, if someone says this, I'm gonna say that. If someone says this, this is what I'm gonna say. And I literally had to practice it. And for those of us who are, I wouldn't say I'm an extreme introvert, but I am the stereotypical introvert when it comes to being an engineer. So I literally had to practice that. Like, this is what I'm going to say. And now it sounds very natural, right? (laughs) Let me tell you my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Because entrepreneurs have a hard time saying no. You get asked to speak on panels a lot, to come and help with this, or can you help me with that? And because people feel like, you, you, know, you know a lot of stuff, so you can help me, right? And it's like, no. So how do, and if you're a person that has a hard time saying no, like I have a whole list of things that I could say, but my favorite that I've practiced very, very well in the past 10 years, and it works well, is I'm sorry, I have another commitment. Enjoy. There's no need to explain what that commitment is. Sometimes (laughs) that commitment is me coming home and getting in the bed because I'm tired. (laughs) Right? Right? So, yeah, like when I say create scripts, people think like when I talk about even in sales and all of that, like creating scripts, people, you know, make that relationship kind of like, oh, you're reading. It sounds very like, you know, robotic, whatever. And I'm like, no, you're just kind of like outlining what you would say. And it's just preparation. Same thing we do for a pitch, you know, helping the founders with pitches, you know, for investor pitches. No, it's a very smart way to go about it because the opposite or not the opposite, but the way I would do it is just, I just, you keep, you get enough reps in the real world, then you say it so like you get used to whatever it is your pitch for your company if you you, you try to pitch it enough times that by the end you're pretty good hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully um, <laughs> but if you if you do it if you do it ahead of time if you practice before you do that and um you prepare before then by the time it's it comes up it's is even better which is yeah that's you are very much the that's a smart introvert engineer in you there's a solution and process for everything we do <laughs> uh-huh. and i'm gonna i'm gonna write it if this then that statement when it comes to just nice to meet you there you go <laughs> yeah. that's the story of my life um yeah and you also have people who have uh like you know not the typical background for the company that they're in or they've created right and so they're insecure about that and they have a hard time like when people say tell me about yourself they downplay even though hey you may have been one like extraordinary guitarist and now you have a a tech company 
say I was an extraordinary guitarist. Like that doesn't deflate what you're working on now. Like they can coexist. But I think that if people aren't engineers, aren't MBAs, aren't from corp, aren't serial entrepreneurs and come from a serial entrepreneur family and like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like that's a very, very small percentage of people. So if you're insecure about that, let's talk about right now, how you're going to answer that question. Cause it's going to be asked of you at least a hundred times. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. And, and yeah, you can be confident and proud of what you've done without coming off as arrogant or anything like that as well. So that's part of it as, as well. It's, it's, you don't want to be sheepish because there are things in business that you just need to not be sheepish about. You, 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 people are going to want someone who can take the bull by the horns when they need to and be able to make the decisions and do all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but you, you don't have to come in and be like this negative stereotype of a, of a business person to do that. You, you, you can still be your own personality and humble and laid back and all these other things huh. if that's you. But you don't have to also to do that, you don't have to make yourself sound worse than you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, own yeah. your accomplishments. It's funny that you mentioned the word humble because, and I, and I think I have a medium post about this somewhere out there. Um, probably five or six years old, but I met with someone, um, actually they were trying to get my business and it was one of those kind of conversations where was, they asked about your background. I typically don't tell everything. I had to learn like how to share and what's appropriate. Cause I really wouldn't say anything. I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Like that's number one, who I am. All this other stuff is, I mean, it, it's, it's neither here nor there. Right. And so um, this individual told me, Hey, listen, humble people don't get rich. And you're, you're doing this company because I, I had just started the company. And I mean, you are going, you know, you're in these circles and, you know, and I think this person I had met maybe from an event or something where I was speaking. And um, so they saw me in that way, right? Oh, you're on a panel, you have on this suit, you're talking about your background. So people have this image of who they think you are because that's what you need to portray when you're on a panel. Confidence and being arrogant are not the same thing. And, and, and to me, I believe that arrogance is when you think you're better than someone else. And that's totally, mm. I don't know any, I don't know personally anyone that thinks that. I, I don't, besides, we're not gonna talk about the person in the White House, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in that circumstance, but very few people actually believe their own hype even if they do project that, you know? And so that's why I was saying the whole fake it till you make it kind of thing. But, you know, this person had seen me be on a panel or something, knew I was a business person, knew my background a little bit professionally, right? From being on the panel. And they assumed that I was this person. And when they had a chance to just talk to me outside of that, and I wasn't that person, to, for me to, to even have the audacity to say listen like you're humble like that hum humble people don't get rich you're gonna have to change that and it's like wow well, i guess i won't be rich then and so 
I, I did a medium post about that and I, and I described this exact situation and then I ended it. Well, I guess I won't be rich then. Um, but um, yeah, so this person's mindset was that I work with a lot of rich people. Um, they were from like Wall Street and in the financial industry. And, you know, that's just none of them have uh, your personality type at all. So I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even put you in that category um, if I didn't, if I didn't see you on the panel, right? I, I, that's the category I, you know, I put you in and I'm like, no, but that's, yeah. that's not who I am. You know, I, I wonder how much like there's like Southern manners and that kind of stuff comes into some of these things sometimes too, yeah. for companies, for individuals out that weren't, from here, didn't grow up in the South or anything mm -hmm. like that, that they maybe don't quite understand sometimes when someone is being nice or being humble or showing proper manners to their belief of proper manners. That sometimes those are people that will, you know, are also stone cold killers. And will, <laughs> yeah. Will, you do, you're, you should be more scared of those people than, and than others sometimes. And, you know, the, and, and I, I think it's getting a little bit different nowadays. I think we, you know, we, the, the world is flattening a little bit as far as everybody kind of understands everybody a little bit more, uh -huh. sometimes not, but there, there is still that where it's like, oh, I, 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 I get this person cause you know, I spent a lot of my life in South Carolina and Georgia and Virginia all my life in those three places, basically. Um, and the, the kind of tones and the, you know, even the bless your heart type, oh my gosh, you know, lines, you, you know what that actually really means. <laughs> and, um, and so like, if you're from New York, you have a different kind of expectation of what that person is, but those, those two, you know, that's just a kind of first glance of the person. And once you have a real conversation, I think things get a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, sub substantial and you kind of understand their their tones might mean say one thing but mean another thing yeah and I think when you meet people on panels and, and this is a, a big myth in the startup community or people who are seeking to join the startup community they kind of look at us because I remember being in that you know being on those panels and in those pitch competitions and being that j pitch judge and all of that and people kind of put you on this pedestal like you know kind of like a mini celebrity it's really weird and it's like no 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 mm -mm. like that's <laughs> I I'm just helping out here like you know I put I put my pants on one leg at a time, you know, and to be honest with you, Adam, there are a lot of people in the startup community who will make you think they do not put their pants on one leg at a time <laughs> and they do want to be treated special. <laughs> and so it's so hard for people to discern what's real and what's not. And this is why I caution people with jumping head first into leaving their job and, you know, this is what I'm gonna do because it, it's definitely, it looks like a, re, you know, like the, it's a well-polished produced reality show from the outside looking in. Once you get in here, then you realize nobody really has time for you <laughs> unless you're paying, uh, somebody's trying to sell you something, um, no developers want to work with you, um, you're running out of money, uh, your car broke down, you know, all these things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, 
when you're looking from the panels and you're reading Hypopotamus and you're looking at Atlanta Inno and you're listening to our podcast, just know that's the reality TV show version for the most part. Like you, the conversations with Adam and I are very real, but the way that you all, things are produced for you to consume it does not show you all the guts of what is actually going on behind the scenes when anyone is building a startup or helping others build, you know, a company. Yeah, well, that's amen to that. And it, part of that, it's also, we were on a call earlier this week uh, with Frank uh, was talking about, I like to give advice where um, it's my personal experience. And I think you find the people in the startup space that are that do more of that versus kind of just bloviate about like this is how you should do it or something yeah. like that are the ones that you start realizing oh this is kind of this person's just a friend telling experience um advice but the advice you can either take or leave but the the, the point of the matter is this is this is the experiences that i have had and maybe you can get something from that mm-hmm. and i think if you find those type of people when you're you know going through that space versus a person who's like trying to make it something like you are the rock star or you are the, that those kind of job postings always made me uh, sick when I would you know, see competitors <laughs> yeah. that would be like posting looking for one rock star developer. And you're just like, that's, this isn't, this is just, this is just business. This isn't right. We're not trying to start this next huge thing of, of, you know, calm down. <laughs> I guess is what I would say. Right. Right. Um, I was lucky enough to have those kind of people. Um, you know, Jane was one of my, I actually found Jane on the internet and traced her back to ATDC. She was not, (laughs) I think she had just started giving them a couple hours a week as an EIR, you know, she exited her company, you know, several years prior and, um, moved back to the States. And yeah, somehow I found her on the internet and I was like, this she has the experience that I need, but you always have to think about, okay, what is it that would excite them about helping me? Cause like there is absolutely nothing I can give Jane, right? That she doesn't already have or haven't accomplished. And that's why I always tell people like, it's great to get, to have people in your corner who have, who already have a level of success in their own right. They don't really want for nothing at this stage in their life or in their career. They're just really giving back, you know? And mm. so she was, she was one of those people. Um, and I had other people and she was actually uh, one of two women and everybody else were men and they were all over the age of 50, all the men. Mm. And it was like, they could identify with, um, kind of the struggle, right? Because I'm a woman, I'm African-American, you know, in this world. But they were like, yeah, but you fit the prototype of all the white guys that we deal with, right? You just look different. But the resume is this, it, I mean, is if not better, right? And so it's, it's, so they were able to identify with me on those, on my credentials. I mean, to be honest with you, because I wouldn't have never even got in the room and had the conversations. Because the first thing they ask is, tell me a little bit about yourself. I looked you up online, you know. Um, and so having those people that 
are like have a certain level of success in their own right and is not looking for anything from you is really what so many need and that's why ATDC is you know I always say is a safe haven um, because we don't have a dog in the fight and we're just there to be helpful. Now let me ask you we did a podcast uh, or actually Jane hosted a podcast um, you know, in the before times when it was all in person type stuff and it was with um, I want to say four um, female CEOs of startups. And one of the things that they were all mentioned was they felt um, that most of their mentors uh, were men. And part of that was that they thought was um, just the demographic of the startup community and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And part of it was that sometimes they could th- themselves could do a better job of looking out to be a mentor and finding other women to be mentors. Do you, why do you think that there was, all, all those people were more men than, than women and all, all that kind of stuff when it, when it was, came to your experience? It's complex, I think. Um, I think for me, and everybody's um, experience is different. That's why I always tell people, this is my experience. I don't know if it'll be the same for you, but these are the reasons why I think it was my experience. Number one is, I'm older than I look and most people who meet me in the startup community didn't realize that, right? Including these people, right? And so um, once they realized that I'm, you know, I was more mature than the average first time founder, they were like, oh, you know, this is different right you know you have this career you you have family you have you know homes you've done all this other stuff like and you put yourself in this situation this is going to be an interesting story i'm down for a ride so (laughs) so i had people that was literally just down for the ride and if they could write a check do an introduction meet for coffee they were just down because they were just very interested in like being helpful to this journey, to this story. And that's why I tell people to just be you. Like they try to be someone else to fit into this category of what they think VCs are looking for. And, and ultimately, and, and like I said, several of mine were investors, right? Um, and the thing is, when you're early stage like that, you, I mean, your company is worth nothing. I don't care what you, what you think or how hard you've been working on it. Valuation wise, it's worth nothing. These people are investing in you and spending time with you because they like you. And your first check, even your second check, when I say first check, it may be pre-seed or seed, even your series A, they're investing because they like you. And they believe that anything you want to do with this business, you can absolutely do it. And I think that was the case for me. But again, because they they realized I wasn't 20, right? I wasn't 25. And, you know, I had certain things in place where it wasn't just, I was just, and some of them, you know, you know, they're, they're busy. I wasn't super needy, right? I, I got certain things already. And so I just needed a little help here or there, you know, questions, but they were also, um, this is the other thing when getting advisors and stuff, they like to know other people that know you that 
could possibly be a good help to them in their ecosystem. So I tell people when you're putting together a board of advisors or a group of advice, if you, even if you don't want to call them a board, just call them a group, um, they like to know you got other heavy hitters, right? And you to introduce and, you know, they a lot of times end up doing business together and investing in things together. Like you have to help them grow their network too. And for me, they knew I had a rich network. I mean, I've, I've ran with the politicians, I've ran with the engineers, I've ran with like all kinds of things. So they knew I knew other people and I actually brought them into my ecosystem. So it wasn't just gimme, 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 gimme with me. Um, but again, that's, that, that's probably a more unique story. And then, you know, I'm an engineer as well. So they was like, oh, you're an engineer. And so you have this technical background, which would be helpful moving forward. You know, I, I'm, I'm interested in this story. I, pass me the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. To subscribe or listen to our back catalog, go to aflyonthecall.com.